When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. This podcast is brought to you by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official healthcare provider of Rutgers Athletics. Welcome to another edition of the Inside Rutgers Athletics podcast. This is Jimmy Gill. This is the Rutgers Baseball Weekly Update with head coach Steve Owens. Scarlet Knights are currently 5-1, coming off a 2-1 trip to the Carolinas. They started with a 15-10 loss to Coastal Carolina before playing UNC Wilmington in a doubleheader and sweeping 12-5. And two to nothing. So the Scarlet Knights five and one set for four more road games this week. We'll get into that later. So, Coach, when you look back at this weekend, what were your general takeaways? Well, it was you know it uh, Friday was kind of tough. Um, we did a lot of great stuff. We didn't pitch well enough. Um, it was a nice warm night on a in a in a great venue against a good team, and um, you know we were ready to go. It just didn't go our way. Um, kind of battled and played long and lost a high scoring affair on both ends. And then, um, you know, the, we got done late, got a little bit of sleep, you know, I had to drive 90 miles down to Wilmington and play 18 innings against another very good team. Um, kind of with our backs against the wall a little bit and the guys really responded and, and played, you know, played a super day of baseball, uh, in all aspects. So, you know, we got a, we got a couple wins, um, you know, when, when you we, we kind of think of weekends as series. So I guess, you know, would have been a win in the series column and and uh, could have gone a lot differently. But our, our guys showed a lot of toughness and and uh, and resiliency uh, on Saturday, to, you know, to play. It wasn't very nice Saturday either. You know, it was cold and windy and and uh, it was a long day. You know, we left the hotel, what, nine or ten o'clock in the morning and got home at midnight. So, but to come out with two wins, you know, against a real quality opponent shows, shows me a lot about the team. So just a quick marker of where the season is two weeks in so far, Scarlet Knights five and one. And then looking at some of the early stats, lead the country in doubles right now, first in the big 10 in scoring on base percentage, batting average. So what are you seeing from the hitters early on in the season? Well, we thought we were going to be pretty good offensively and have some depth to the lineup and the guys, you know, 
have done a good job in the weight room with Coach Backus for the whole year. They're they're pretty strong, and Coach Petarudo and Coach Garza have done a really nice job of of uh, getting a lot of work in with these guys and and working out approaches. And some of them are veteran guys, some are new guys. Been a lot of changes to all of them, but they've done well. You know, we've 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 stayed in the strike zone, nation of power, um, and high batting average, and good on base percentage, and then. You know, walks to strikeouts uh, has been pretty good for early season. Uh, so, you know, there's been some strengths um, across the board in, in all offensive aspects. And, you know, defensively, we've we've played pretty well um, across the board for, for most of the games. Um, our defense has been very strong, too. So, you know, I think that's a good sign. Um, we have more than nine good options. You know, offensively as well, we have, you know, some other position players that are very good players that that don't play every day, but there's different combinations that we can kind of come with uh, based on our opponent or based on just giving guys a break every now and then or just providing opportunity for other good players. So going back to this past weekend, the series started at Coastal Carolina. Nick Samillo had an absolute bomb, 451 feet. What have you seen from Nick so far? Uh, he's been good. He's, uh, he's I think, probably with being consistent in every single game that he's played, he's probably been the most consistent, had the most consistent at-bats. So he's a mature player. You know, he's he's got some power. He can handle the bat as well, too, and, and uh, very happy with where he's been at. And just by catching a lot, he's he's starting to, you know, that part of his game is coming on very well also. So the team put up 10 runs on 15 hits that game, but gave up 15 runs on 15 hits. What was your message to the pitchers after that game? Well, I mean, I can't repeat all the stuff that we talked to the pitchers about after that, because that wasn't good. Um, but, you know, we did talk that evening and, um, and kind of talked about mentality and, and uh, attacking the strike zone and, you know, getting out of tough spots and putting up, Putting up shutdowns when we score, putting up a shutdown inning, um, and fighting through you know things, and and just um, going as hard as you can and being aggressive. And and the the message I think came across you know from Coach Monahan as well because you know Saturday for the entire day you know I don't know how many I don't have the box scores in front of me but we we pitched a lot of different guys and and it was. You know, it was attack mode and and making big pitches to minimize. Um, I think most of we gave up two home runs, I think, on the day, and that was four of the five runs we gave up, I think. So that was it. We pitched very well. You know, I was happy with Kolar's start and I was happy with what Cinebaldi did to be able to stretch it out and and finish it so that we still had a full bullpen going into, you know, the, the pivotal third game. That's right. The pitching staff did really respond for that double header at Wilmington. So the hitters too really came out and attacked eight runs in the first three innings in that game. That really set the tone as well. Yeah, and you know um, Nate Florence pitched like like you'd want a veteran starting pitcher. You know who's who's a grad student. You know had a lot of experience. Um, this was his best outing by far. He he was in command of the game. He controlled the counts. He was aggressive. His velocity was better. His spin was good. He made big pitches and big spots, and he struck guys out. Like, hey, we we want guys to go strike people out. You know, like we want to we want guys to attack the strike zone, 
and get ahead of hitters and then try to strike them out. And uh, if they hit it and put it in play, we want to catch it. But, you know, we want pitchers mentality to be aggressive and attacking. And we saw a lot more of that on Saturday. So that was a good sign. And hopefully we can keep building on that. And it gets catchy and guys, you know, just like your offense, you kind of, we always talk about pass, you know, passing, passing a good at bat on and that we need multiple good at bats in a row to put a big inning up. You know, you have a good one and then a bad one and then a, a good one and a bad one. You, you sometimes don't score. Um, so we talk, you know, we talk about passing on good at bats and having no weak, weak links and, um, and then finding ways to score runs when they're out there, because there's a lot of different ways. You don't necessarily need hits to score runs. So a lot of our guys did a much better job situationally this weekend. They were they were really good. So that second game, two to nothing, pitcher stolen, Nathan Florence, you mentioned five innings, no runs, nine strikeouts. You mentioned you want strikeouts. He came off the mound all five innings with a strikeout with the emotion. You think that really fired up the dugout? Yeah, and it was a two to nothing game. I mean, we needed we needed those strikeouts. Um, you need those strikeouts, you know, in those key spots, because sometimes, you know, just a ball in play will result in a run, you know, and, and so, and that, that was a great, it's a great way to end an inning. If you're a pitcher striking a guy out and, and leaving a guy on base, if there's anyone on and it carries, you know, gives you some momentum coming off the field and then you go rest and get a drink and get ready to do your job again. Uh, but Nate pitched with, with, much better energy and intent and tempo. And I loved watching him pitch on Saturday. If he can keep doing that, you know, I feel really good about, about his season. Another guy that really did well too, very efficient. Got five outs on nine pitches. Garrett French, long road back from Tommy John. What what confidence do you have in him? I have a lot of confidence in him. And Ben Gorski pitched before him and and Ben was throwing rockets and throwing a good breaking ball. He was, he struck out too. And then, you know, we gave it to French and he was been a little amped up because he's, he's, um, he's just so hungry to pitch because it's been so long since he's been out there. And, you know, last weekend he had a good inning and then the second inning wasn't so good. And, and this, this week um, he was, he stayed in his mechanics. He really repeated. He had, he has three good pitches. He, he threw all strikes. He got, you know, like I said, five outs and nine pitches. And and then he could have kept going, but we have Dale Stanovich that hadn't pitched, and, and Dale's the closer. So it was, uh, yeah, there was a lefty in the batter's box, and I think Garrett could have kept going, but Dale was hot and it was ready to go with Dale. And, and so to the bullpen, to the bullpen, to the closer, that was legit. Like, like we love to see that. Um, and then Dale came in, struck all four guys out, you know, with a with an electric fastball and a good slider, so it, it was it was just a it was a really good game. Hey, double headers um, are miserable to play; they take forever. It's very very hard. Um, you're really exhausted after, uh, especially if it's on day two of a you know of a, of a series and you already played. So it takes a lot of mental focus to stay locked in for a double header, and that's the thing I'm most pleased about. Including our execution this weekend was just the 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 guys stayed locked in mentally and from the start they were ready to go and in the last inning of the 18th inning we were ready to go and we did it in different ways we did it with offense we did it with good pitching we played made some good plays um, there was a lot of good on saturday there was very little that i was displeased with um you know the 
the, the level of baseball was good and the, the guys made some improvements and some progress from the weekend before, which is what you're supposed to do. You know, we're coaching them and trying to correct mistakes and, and they've been good learners and they're, you know, they're hungry to keep getting better. And, and they showed me a lot on Saturday. So looking ahead to this week, four road games against four different opponents. They'll start with the first midweek game. That would be St. Joe's on Tuesday at 2 p.m. So, Coach, you've mentioned as long as you've been here about the importance of midweek games, just as important as a Friday game. How so? That's how I treat them as a coach. Um, now, there's times that you don't have the same pitchers available to you that you had on the weekend because they've they've thrown too much and and they're not ready. There's there, there's times when other players should play a little bit to give a guy a break who's played a lot. So you keep them fresh throughout the season. Um, but a game is a game, you know, and, um, you know, we, we, you can't treat a Friday and a Sunday and a Tuesday game any different. They all add up exactly the same in the win and loss column. And, you know, no athlete, in my opinion, should treat any, any game any different. You know, they should, they should attack them. Um, and do the absolute best that they can because that's what they train for. So, you know, I've always tried to emphasize that every game is equally important and, you know, the players have to buy into that and they have to treat it that way. Um, and other players, this is their opportunity, especially pitchers. It's it's their opportunity to step up and, and pitch, um, you know, in games that they may not be as illustrious. They might not be a conference game or something like that, but they're just as important um, to the team's record and to the team's momentum and to, you know, whether you get a chance to play, keep playing at the end of the year. You can't just win on the weekends and lose all your midweek games. You have to, you know, you have to win on the road. You have to win at home. You got to win in conference and you got to win out of conference. So you have to be a complete package to be rewarded at the end of the year. And you have to, you know, you have to treat them the same way, in my opinion, um, you know, if your team is going to go out and play with the same, you know, same level of intensity that they do on a Friday in a Big Ten game. So then looking to the weekend on Friday, it'll be William and Mary. Saturday will be Richmond and Sunday will be VCU. What are your thoughts on those opponents this weekend? Well, I, we didn't get back until three in the morning, as you know, because you were on the on the flight. So day was about getting organized for, you know, a short turnaround in the game tomorrow. And then we'll start looking at these other opponents trying to do a little bit of, of research on them, you know, in the next couple of days after that and get caught up, you know, you know when you're, when you're traveling early, um, you know, in, in the, from the Northeast or the Midwest and you're playing down South or, or in the West, um, you're, you have very little preparation time, um, you know, as opposed to being at home and then you have more time, you know, to, to, to look after stuff. The other thing is, you know, it's hard to scout three opponents to go into a weekend to play one game. So it'll be, it'll, you know, we'll do the best that we can to prepare. And then it's going to be up to our guys, you know, to line it up and, 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 and get after it one game at a time, like th play three, one game series, you know? So um, they're all good teams. William and Mary, you know, very good team. Um, and, uh, you know, Richmond's uh, had a lot of success and has had a lot of good players and, you know, VCU has been in, been in NCAA baseball, NCAA baseball tournament a lot, and um, and they have they have good players. So three different teams, and you know it should be should be a fun weekend. Hopefully the weather cooperates, and we haven't looked at that yet. So, uh, but it, it should be fun. We can get on a bus. Um, you know we figured early in March. You know you might get some cold weather, but 
you know, it's it's good to get on a bus instead of a plane right now and, and you know, go six or seven hours, a little bonding with the team on a bus too, and, and then just go play. That's right. So first things first, Tuesday at St. Joe's, 2 p.m. Thanks, Coach, for your time today. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Inside Rutgers Athletics Podcast. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.